is the Dealer News Today podcast, the podcast for automotive executives and the professionals who support them. From the Dealer News Today headquarters, here's your host, Dave Canton with Andrew Cherkaski. Good afternoon, Dave. Andy, how are you today? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing much better that the House finally passed this $2 trillion Coronas relief bill. It is uh, really good news, I think. I mean, it's been good in the economy, at least. It's good for the stock market. You know, I think it's good for everyone. It's good for every individual. It's good for every small business. It's good for everyone that has been affected by the coronavirus in the United States. You know, this, this shows that the government has our back. They acted as quickly as they could to pass a $2 trillion uh, uh, package. I mean, this is, this is the largest stimulus package ever created, ever thought about. Well, and, and we know, saw the last minute shenanigans. There was a Kentucky congressman who wanted to stop it or create some procedural headaches because he's a no spend sort of guy. So, I mean, it is a huge outlay of money, but it is bipartisan. Um, it's something that's going to put money in the pockets of people uh, who need it right now. So um, it, it doesn't seem like it's going to hurt in any sort of way. Look, it's, this is not something that we wanted. This is a necessity and, and a direct necessity in order to kind of get, get the economy back. I mean, there would have been no way to move forward without this bill being passed. This is more than a bailout, right? Let me read you a statement here, okay, by, uh, by, by GOP leader, okay, Kevin McCarthy. This bill is not only a rescue package. It is a commitment that your government... And the people whom you've elected to serve will do everything we can to limit the harm and hardship you face, both now and for the foreseeable future. I mean... Does that say enough? It, right there? I mean, it's it's very powerful. Here's here's what we're seeing though, and and we saw it from uh, President Trump over the last few days. I saw him last night. He was calling into Fox late at night, uh, giving his opinions on kind of where things are going and where he was going, and where he I think he was there again today. You know, he's really anxious to get the economy back moving. Um, talking about opening up parts of the country. You know, that's really outside of his control. That's the governor's choice. Let me choices ask you, how do you open up a part of the country and somebody just doesn't drive a Across state lines, you know, to go from one state to the other. And if one state is closed and one state is open, Andy, what stops someone from saying, I'm just going to take a two hour drive to go have dinner or go have a beer, or go to a bar, go to go to a movie theater? What's yeah, that? I mean, a little so? bit of my, my lawyer side of me, there's uh, some Supreme Court precedent that says you can't restrict people's movement from state to state. It's essentially an inherent right that we have to go from state to state. So I, I think one of the things that we're seeing here is the government, both federally and in the state, uh, sections, um, shut down big portions of, of government, kind of stopped federal government from, from moving. Now there's anxiety about moving that forward, but we're seeing the spread expand and we're going to new areas with it, um, or the potential that if we open up, it's going to start going to new areas. And that's very concerning because we've got our hotspots, New York, we've got our hotspot, California, and we're really excited. We've got a California Well, now you have a Louisiana, Louisiana. hotspot so, today. But now that's going to start to explode as people from those areas go into other sure. areas. So that's, that's a real problem. Look, at the end of the day, there is really no way, okay, to open certain parts of the country without understanding that it's a great risk that it's going to eventually spread again. That's the bottom line. They either need to tell us that the country is, has reached its peak and it's time to reopen the economy, or we need to decide we're going to protect 
the health of the U.S. citizens or we're going to protect the economy. It really can't be a mixture of both. It's, it I don't certainly see seems the play. like we can't do both I, I, at the I just, same time. No. I don't see the play in doing both. Well, and I think what we're going to see a lot of is as President Trump, if he continues down the line that he's going down, and it seems like he's going to, to start essentially lifting the federal requirements, um, we're going to see states enacting things very uh, different one state to the next. And so I we're think that's going to We're seeing it already today, are we not? I think we're we are. We're seeing it differently today. We are. And we've got cries from, um, you know, Governor Cuomo saying he needs more supplies. President Trump's hitting back saying you've got enough. So we're really starting to see this conflict and the politics enter into this. We didn't see the politics last week. We're seeing the politics now. You know, and we're seeing it more than ever now, especially in the automotive industry, where we're seeing now governors change their position on how dealers could operate, right. right? Certain states that were not able to sell cars. Certain breaking states that news had to yesterday. Show, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, we, we look at our breaking news yesterday by by uh, uh, Michael Scheinberg, the uh, Greater New York Dealer Association president, who fought for his five six hundred dealers with and got on the phone with Governor Cuomo and said, "We need to be able to sell cars." Well, that's a perfect change, and we're seeing that countrywide today. We have joining us Brian Moss. Uh, Brian is the president of the California New Car Dealer Association, representing over 1,200 franchise new car dealers in the state. Wow, 1,200. I mean, that's double the size of Mike Shine, uh, of Michael Scheinberg. I mean, we've, from we've heard so much on the East Coast. Um, we now want to hear more from the West Coast. Well, you know, look, it's like our guest yesterday, uh, David Wilson from Wilson Automotive Group, sold 72 cars yesterday, but that's 17 dealerships yeah. that it took it to sell 72 cars from afar. So I'm excited to hear what Brian has in place today. You know, I'm excited to learn about what California is doing. You know, California is so much different than New York when it comes to selling automobiles. You know, you're not relying on mass transit. You're not, you know, you don't have public transportation at your disposal. You almost need a car. Right. I mean, the one thing that I've learned about California, look, I've only been in California now for about five years, maybe going on six. You could literally get on the 405 at midnight, which is five, six lanes on each side, and you're going to have traffic. It's, 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 there's traffic everywhere. So now when you think of all those cars that are on the road, all those people that are leasing, all those leases that are due up, all the, all the, all the people that now all of a sudden, you know, their cars are sitting for a month. Hey, that's a good point. What happens when an older car sits for a month and doesn't get started? I mean, we're going to have, that's the service issues. Now we, we do have generally across all the States, it seems like most service departments remain open, but People are going to want new cars. People are going to uh, I agree. have a Completely need for agree. it. Their leases are up. I mean, we've been addressing this day after day. It seems like there has been very prudent measures taken from the states to at least allow some degree of this. But it, the other thing that we're that I don't think potentially the states are addressing well enough is that car dealerships are uniquely uh, set up to kind of adhere to the CDC requirements, that they are so big that people have enough room to be able to walk around without uh, essentially bumping into each other, that surfaces can remain clean throughout. Um, you know, before we get to our, uh, before we get to our guest today, uh, a word from our sponsor. Today's sponsor is Single Throw Marketing, digital marketing consulting services, and so much more. Find out more at singlethrow.com. You know, Andy, I mean, look, you know, as we sit here day in and day out to do these podcasts, you know, the information that we're receiving from the dealer body and from the entire automotive industry has been absolutely incredible. You know, bringing on to this show, you know, the, the dealer association presidents that, that are working, that are working aggressively with the governors 
to make sure that the dealers can operate or, or giving a timeline, right? We spoke about timelines yesterday. I think that's one of the greatest things. And you mentioned it days ago on the podcast. I we think need a date certain. We need, we need to know, is this two weeks? Is this four weeks? Is this six weeks? You know, and that's what we're trying to do on this podcast. Bring resources that could benefit everyone. I'm going to tell you something that's really exciting that's going to be happening very soon. As we know, this $2 trillion stimulus package was passed. We have uh, analysts and, and CPAs working right now, which we're going to bring on to the show within a day or two that are going to be able to explain to the entire automotive industry exactly what that means to you. What benefits do you get out of that? And how do you go about receiving them? You know, today's show, I'm super excited about Brian Moss is just a, he's a staple in the automotive industry, extremely well-known, and he's got a big job. I mean, 1,200 car dealerships. Let's bring Brian onto the call. Let's do it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we have with us Brian Moss, the president of the California New Car Dealer Association. Brian represents over 1,200 franchise new car dealers in California. Good afternoon, Brian. How are you today? I'm doing well. Good afternoon to you. We appreciate you coming on to the show. Obviously, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're working around the clock for your dealers. You know, yesterday we had breaking news come out of New York. Uh, uh, Michael Scheinberg, who is the Greater New York Dealer Association president, uh, obviously utilized our platform to let his New York dealers know the good news that they were able to officially sell cars. Um, talk to us about California. What's the latest on the restrictions of new car sales and used car sales in California? Uh, as our dealers know from uh, following the daily alerts we've been doing uh, to all of our members, it's a very fluid situation in California. Uh, we had local orders that were issued uh, probably in 15 to 20 different jurisdictions, and all of them kind of interpreted the sales issue a little bit differently. Things have settled down a little bit, but they're still in a bit of flux. So the governor's stay-at-home order um, specifically allows for service and parts departments to remain open. But the governor's order is silent with respect to sales. It's our view, and we put out a memo on Sunday indicating this, that limited sales uh, online with remote delivery or appointments or uh, emergency sales to somebody who uh, really needs a car uh, can be justified under the governor's order. Uh, what we've tried to make clear over the last few days is open traditional showrooms with the lights on and the doors open and full advertising and all that, that needs to cease to be consistent with the governor's order. Um, there are local jurisdictions that are sending around enforcement authorities to ask dealers to close. And uh, we know that's occurring in San Diego and LA and Fresno and some other jurisdictions. So we want to caution our dealers that if they're operating as if things were normal, uh, they're likely to be visited by law enforcement. Yeah, that's not good for anyone. Look, you know, I, I, one of the things that I obviously see that could be a major issue in California is you do not have uh, the luxury of mass transit, of so much public transportation. People need vehicles. And we all, you know, look, we know that there's you know, thousands of leases that expire every month. And I'm sure the dealers are, are working through that online and reaching out to their clients. They are still allowed to communicate with their clients. Uh, uh, just obviously can't have them come to the showroom to take delivery. 
Yeah, we uh, also put out in uh, uh, another alert, uh, attached a memo from a different law firm that indicated how dealers could do online sales and remote delivery, especially during this crisis. So it's our view that uh, sales are essential, uh, just not at the traditional levels that dealers are used to. And we want to encourage dealers to use restraint and good judgment in how they're exercising sales uh, for fear that if they don't do so, that local law enforcement or public health officers or politicians will say, you know what, we're going to shut things down. There are rumors, for example, that in L.A. County, uh, they may uh, interpret their uh, order that sales must stop. And we're working diligently to um, make it clear to them that some kind of limited exception makes sense. That's consistent with the governor's order. But that is a concern about increased enforcement. And we're urging our dealers to exercise restraint. We're talking to Brian Moss, the president of the California New Car Dealers Association. Uh, you mentioned uh, a letter from a law firm who was looking into this. I saw that on your website at cncda.org. Uh, other good resources on there as well with uh, recent news as to how dealerships should be uh, dealing with the shutdown right now. Let me ask you this. Have you been coordinating with other states? We've been talking to uh, various uh, car dealer association presidents kind of throughout the nation are you talking to others as well? Are you kind of coordinating with other states to see what their best practices are right now? Yeah, we, uh, we're we all sharing information with each other uh, to try and figure out, uh, you know, what are the best practices out there. Uh, I will say, though, uh, because of the nature of public health orders, uh, it's up to the governors in each particular state to adopt the rules that apply to that state. So other than sharing perhaps best practices and best arguments to use with our individual uh, political leaders, uh, every governor has the right to make his or her decision um, for their state differently. And we were just so, talking about that before we had you on. We were talking about the fact that it it looks like largely this uh, the shutdown is going to be uh, state by state because it's going to be the governors that have so much control over it. Yeah, we sent in our alert last night, for example, in kind of warning dealers to uh, exercise restraint, as I was mentioning earlier, uh, the governor of Colorado issued a uh, order that stopped sales uh, until at least April 12th. That's obviously Online not sales something. as well? Is that online and, and at the dealership? My understanding is it's all sales. Wow. So, so Brian, look, obviously you have 1,200 dealers that, that, are, that are within the state. I'm sure your phones are ringing off the hook. Uh, what are their greatest concerns? Give me like the top concern outside of obviously the sales concern. What other concerns are you hearing from your dealers? Well, I think uh, number one is about cash flow. And uh, can they have enough resources to keep employees uh, on the payroll? Uh, for those dealers that want to do so. And, uh, you know, how long is this going to go on? Uh, those are the big concerns. Uh, the other concern that dealers are hearing or facing, frankly, is uh, uncertainty. You know, no, that's the greatest battle today, Brian, the unknown, right? The uncertainty. And I think that's the hardest part of dealing with this because look, dealers that have been in business for decades, as we've been speaking to me at David Wilson on yesterday, 52 years selling cars, 17 car dealerships, you know, 2 billion in annual sales revenue. 
It's the unknown. That's that. That's the greatest issue here. This is not like battling, you know, a recession that that or or a depression that we knew was coming. This came out of nowhere. This blindsided everyone, and including the entire automotive industry. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, what's been difficult for us at the association level and you trying to communicate with your clients and other dealers is this is changing in real time, sometimes by the minute or the hour or the day. And so uh, we're all struggling to try and get uh, the most accurate and best information to our dealers as fast as we can. But, you know, take the uh, bill that the house just passed today. Uh, it's 883 pages. Tell me it's about it. I a- was trying to get through it this morning, and I, I ended up like page 23 by the time we started. We're going to have to have an accountant yeah. on to tell yeah. us to give us the answers. It, 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 exactly. So it's going to take a while for the accountants and lawyers and NADA and other uh, organizations to digest everything in there. And it's hard uh, to counsel patients uh, for dealers when they're in a crisis mode. So. I, we're doing the best we can to try and help them and get as much accurate information out to them as possible. Um, but, uh, we ask for their understanding as we dive through these very complicated issues. Well, I think that's very reasonable. Can, can you do this? Can you tell me your projections for the future? I know, uh, we're all doing our very best to guess, but you've been in the business for a long time. What are your projections for the future? The time it might take to see a rebound? Um, that's a great question, and I obviously want everybody's you know hanging on their edge of the seat trying to uh, figure out what the answer is going to be. I think um, hazarding uh, a guess, and that's what it would be, is difficult at this point. What I can say is our governor has said that it's possible that the shutdown uh, stay-at-home order could be in place for 8 to 12 weeks. Um, that would obviously be catastrophic for... Sure all businesses in California. But I think part of his messaging is if we take these stay-at-home orders seriously now, we can flatten the curve. And if we do that, uh, that means recovery on the back end can happen faster. And everybody wants a you know letter V-shaped recovery uh, where things just uh, go from zero to 60 and you know 2.9 seconds once uh, these orders start to lift. Um, that's my hope as to what happens. Whether or not that happens, frankly, depends on how long uh, the stay-at-home orders last because we're actually surveying our members right now to ask a bunch of questions about you know, layoffs or furloughs or uh, what kind of drop in business that they're, uh, they're seeing and what have you. And uh, what we're already seeing just on some of the preliminary results is some guys are well capitalized and they're going to make it through this. There are a lot of other dealers that are going to struggle uh, to make it if the uh, stay-at-home orders last for a, a period of several more weeks. You know, it's 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 interesting that you say that. You know, it, you know being in the M and A industry and being the CEO of Dave Canton Group and DCG Acquisitions. Uh, we do anywhere from 25 to 30 acquisitions annually. You know, the average dealer probably carries 60 to 90 days working capital. Anything over above that is coming out of their personal funds. I mean, we're already we're already way past day 30 when you really think about the burn rate of working capital. You know, this is catastrophic, obviously. Um, 
let me ask you, is there any special programs in California that you know of that, that, that the dealers could obviously outside of this $2.2 trillion uh, stimulus package, is there any other programs that, that, that you've been made aware of? Yeah, there are opportunities for dealers to ask for uh, sales tax um, uh, payment extensions and other payment extensions. Uh, those are available on our Department of Tax and Fee Administration website. You can apply for those. Uh, we've actually urged the governor to just issue a blanket order to say that dealers can hang on to their sales tax revenue. They haven't done that yet, but there is a way to uh, it would. Uh, there is a way to delay those payments through an application process. So we encourage um, dealers to look at that. Um, and we'll continue to send out information as we get it about state programs that are available. Um, normally, I'd say the fact that our legis- uh, legislature isn't uh, legislating right now is uh, generally a good thing for business owners. But uh, the difficulty is whatever relief packages the legislature is going to come up with also can't be enacted now. They're uh, out until at least April 13th. So I think we're going to see some of these state programs initiated sometime uh, mid-April when they come back. You know, Bren, what are some of your thoughts for the dealers that you're talking about that are really struggling? Because there are dealerships that are well capitalized. There are people who've been in the industry for a very long time and will be able to weather this. There are others who, uh, for whatever reason, are going to be struggling if they're not already, um, questioning whether they can continue another day, another week. What are your thoughts? What's your message for those dealers specifically? I think uh, I would encourage them to access whatever uh, opportunities they have to retain cash or to get credit lines. Uh, You know, one of the exciting things about the federal bill that uh, is voted on today is the Small Business Administration is going to make available um, lines of credit of up to $10 million per business. There's going to be a lot of details that come out about how you apply and when you apply and what that means. But I'd encourage any dealer who's on the precipice wondering if they're going to make it, try and access whatever uh, opportunities they have uh, to uh, get more uh, credit and try and stick uh, through this thing. And we already know, uh, based on our surveys and lots of conversations with dealers, they're facing decisions that are uh, probably the most difficult in their career. I mean, we've talked to dealers that are laying off dozens of people that's horrible. These are folks that they've worked with for you know thirty or forty years at their store, and I just uh, encourage them to remain hopeful and optimistic. And uh, we're hoping that we can bend this curve and that we can start to see the light of day coming in a couple weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, Brian Moss, president of the California New Car Dealer Association. Brian, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to come on to Dealer News Today's pop, uh, podcast. We look forward to speaking with you soon. Uh, look, stay safe, stay healthy, and for everyone else, stay home. Thank you so much for joining us, Brian. Hey, thank you both. Really appreciate it. We look forward to speaking with you soon. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow, what an incredible uh, guy he is. I mean, he's got such a huge task. You know, we speak to some of these, you know, dealer association presidents, which all are working phenomenal for their dealers, but Brian's got 1200 dealers. He's got a state that can't rely on mass public transportation. You know, he's got so many battles that he's 
that he's going up against. This is the first dealer association president that we heard, Andy, that said that their law enforcement is coming to your door if right. you try to sell cars. You I know, mean, and, that and is serious. California is different. We, we had New York on yesterday, huge state, many, many dealerships. California is unique because it's like a country. There's so many different diverse places within California. You've got the way north, you've got Northern California, Southern California, you've got the the uh, much less populated counties in between, uh, and it just goes on and on forever. And then you've got a, really a complicated legislature that is generally very left-leaning in many regards. And so you've got all of these complexities kind of coming together, that many dealerships, and he's trying to get answers for, uh, for the dealers that he represents. But then you've got cities and, and counties enforcing it differently. So yeah, there's really is, a need this is a for tough some task. sort of And look, on top of it all, you know, answers aren't coming in fast enough as far as how we create relief. Uh, even though the House passed the stimulus bill today, great job to them. But, you know, maybe it wasn't soon enough. How quick are we getting this money into the dealer's hands that don't have the working capital? You know, it was interesting. You hear Brian say his dealers are struggling. Yeah, of course, there's dealers that have been operating for decades and have plenty of money and have done very well. But let's face it, some dealers still haven't totally recouped from 2008. And here we are right back into this mess, but greater, right? You know, I understand what Trump, what, what President Trump is saying, but we got to reopen the economy. And listening to the concerns of the dealers, you kind of get it a little bit more. But at what risk are you doing that, right? So, you know, we obviously don't want to risk anyone's health or lives while trying to do so. You know, but, you know, hear him say eight to 12 weeks, possibly in L.A. Oh, that's uh, that's unbelievable. Before we end the show, a uh, word from our sponsor. Today's sponsor is Single Throw Marketing, digital marketing consulting services and so much more. Find out more at singlethrow.com. You know, Dave, we, we have some great guests coming up uh, over the next few days. I know you've been working really hard to book not only uh, presidents from dealer associations, which is incredible that we're getting so much perspective uh, from state to state, uh, massive uh, car dealers, um, but we're getting to the professionals as well. You know, that's what's most important about this show, getting the right people on here that could create the most resources and knowledge for everyone listening. You know, the whole idea of this show, Andy, is for people to listen and understand, okay, because like what Brian Ma said, it's changing by the minute, right? Yep. So our job is to help you understand that change that's happening by the minute. Monday, we got Massachusetts Dealer Association Vice Chair and General Counsel coming on. Tuesday, we have a great guest that's going to inform you on all the HR needs you need to know about how to properly operate your company oh, how important under that the is climate right that we're dealing yeah. with today. Yeah. Uh, you know, Wednesday, we have an incredible guest and the host of CBT News. So every day, we're going to bring you another great resource so you could take that and utilize it as best as possible uh, until then ladies and gentlemen stay safe stay healthy that's all for today until next time this is dealer news today